name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed for thy Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us in now the hour. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created. Let us pray, O God, and instruct the hearts of your faithful by light of the Holy Spirit. Grant us by the same Spirit, may be truly wise and rejoice in his consolation to the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Lady of Fatima, St. Joseph, all God's angels and saints, Amen. Okay, this class probably going to take two classes. It's a little bit longer. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to read through the commentary. And in the margin, I'd like you to, to write down some short note. Okay, so I'll be reading like a paragraph and I'll make a comment on it. And then after the very end, we've got, you know, about 30 different uh, blanks to fill in. So this will probably be a... A class that will take a little bit longer. And once once again, we're trying to build upon March 19th. You're going to be making your, you're going to be having that, your chastity promise on the feast day of St. Joseph, the husband of Mary. So we're kind of building up to that as a crescendo, so to speak, if we could use musical language, okay? So uh, that's a picture, okay, that's a picture of, a Lady of Fatima. Three of the most important approved Marian apparitions would be Our Lady of Guadalupe. And 90% of you are Mexicans. We've got a couple of Filipinos here too. And one Anglo happens to be myself. Uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe is, uh, is one of the most famous approved apparitions. And that was in Mexico. And she appeared to Juan Diego. Then, second would be the feast day that we actually celebrate tomorrow. Tomorrow we celebrate Our Lady of Lourdes. She appeared to St. Bernadette Subiru in France in the year 1858. She appeared in Mexico four times. In Lourdes, she appeared 18 times. And she did not reveal her presence until the end. Bernadette was asking, well, who are you? And she said in Patois, which would be a French dialect, Je suis la Macalé Conception. Parlez-vous français? Petit peu. <laughs> Je suis la Macalé Conception, which would be English for I am the Immaculate Conception. Okay? Je suis la Macalé Conception. I am the Immaculate Conception. Then we have... The third Marian apparition that's uh, approved Marian apparition, which is among the most famous, would be what we're going to be going through today. It's Our Lady of Fatima. And she appeared uh, in 1917 six times to three shepherd children, giving very important messages, Our Lady of Fatima. So I hope as a result of this, we'll all try to get to know the message of Our Lady of Fatima, but very much related to the whole topic of chastity and purity and marriage and proper dressing, all those pertinent topics that are related to our consecration March 19th. Okay, so we're ready? Our Lady of Fatima's important message, three important warnings. 
<coughs> written by yours truly. Okay. Uh, Sus Ordinus, they say in Spanish, huh? Okay, Our Lady appeared in Fatima, Portugal in 1917. 1917. Probably you haven't studied world history yet, but just that so you know, that's that was during the First World War, okay? 1917, which had killed millions of people in Portugal and Italy and Germany. That was during the First World War. And she makes, she makes a prophecy, if people don't stop sinning, there will be another world war that will break out. Guess what happened in 1938? Hitler entered into Poland and 20 million people died. So almost quadruple the number of people that would die in the Second World War, which my grandfather and my father fought in, the, in those wars, the, the Second World War. My father was in Japan and my, my grandfather's fighting against Hitler in Germany and Iran. So that was a prophecy. If people stop, don't stop sinning. War comes as a result of people sinning and not praying. If people don't pray, they sin, wars break out. Okay, so even after 1917, she revealed, Our Lady, she appeared in Portugal in 17, and she revealed important messages to the children and to the whole world. Even after 1917, she revealed other serious but extremely important messages that we should take to heart now. In fact, our eternal salvation could depend on listening attentively, heeding dutifully, and obeying promptly these messages. Very, very interesting. 1917 is the, the Bolshevik Revolution. Do you know what the Bolshevik Revolution was? It was a revolution in Russia. Russia was one of the strongest Catholic countries in the world. 1917, you got the Bolshevik and the Menshevik Revolution in which Russia is going to become communist. And the lady said she will spread their errors throughout the whole world. So the same time that our lady is appearing in Fatima, Russia is going to become a communist nation. You understand that? North Korea, communist. Vietnam, communist. Albania, communist. China, billion people, communist. It all started in 1917 with the Bolshevik Revolution. A little bit of history. So when you have Our Lady of Fatima appearing, you have this country that is very Catholic in root. It is basically going to become a, a communist country. You've heard of communism, right? Communism is, is atheistic. Atheistic means you deny that God exists. And really interesting the, the dynamic of our Lady appearing in this huge revelation that will change the world. And there are elements of communism coming in this country, even in some of the universities, what they're teaching today. Sad to say. And that started in 1917. 1917. Okay, three of these poignant messages 
relate to the sixth and the ninth commandments. Thou shalt not commit adultery, which is the sixth commandment, and thou shalt not covet your neighbor's wife, and that's the ninth commandment. Those two commands refer to the importance of purity, chastity, and the importance of the sacrament of matrimony. Okay, also the serious warnings of Our Lady made clear reference to one of the sacraments, the sacrament of holy matrimony. This is one of the two sacraments of service. Matrimony is designed for the couple to be at the service of both human life and the formation and sustenance of the family. The other sacrament of service is that of holy orders or the priesthood, designed as an offering of service to the church. So therefore, let us lay out with utmost clarity the prophetic messages and admonitions of Our Lady Fatima. She is indeed the mother of God, the mother of the church, and she is our dear loving mother. In fact, the two greatest desires of Mary are the following. That God be known honored, praised, obeyed, and loved. And the second, that we all attain to eternal happiness in heaven. God, Mary wants God to be praised, worshipped, and that people will be saved. In a word, these warnings or admonitions serve as clear and convincing signposts to help us avoid the eternal loss of our immortal soul in the stark reality of hell. Okay, those that picture now. Let's um, see who are those uh, three little children. Those are the children of Fatima. Okay, right down, right down next to the little girl. Okay, that little girl. Her name is uh, Saint Jacinta. So put saint. She's already a, she's already a saint. She died when she was only nine years old. She already became a saint at nine years old. So she became a saint at nine. Most of you are 14, 15, 16. You can become saints too. Right? She can become a saint at nine. You're almost double her age. So you, you can become saints. Most of you think I have to become a saint only when I become the age of my abuelita, my grandmother, no? Why wait? Start now to become a saint. Amen? Don't put it off. Don't put it off. And she couldn't even read and write. She never learned how to read and write. She died when she was nine years old. Okay, the one in the middle... Okay, you write down below. We don't have too much room. Her name is Lucia. And Lucia was actually her cousin. Lucia de los Santos. Lucia lived to be almost 100 years old. Almost 100. I think it was 98 and a half. So Jacinta is going to die at around 19... 1920, whereas the other one, Lucy, is going to die in the year 2005, the 13th of February. He's going to die about, about two months before John Paul II. Yeah. 
going to die almost uh, the same time. And that little boy, his name is... Ah, you forgot something. Okay, St. Francisco. And the last name is Marto, M-A-R-T-O. The name of Lucia would be Lucia de los Santos. They're not little Mexican kids. They were Portuguese. 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 Okay, write down next below Jacinta. Write down below Jacinta. Write down, she was a, a little victim soul. Okay, she was a little victim soul. A little victim soul. You know what that means is this. She willingly, she willingly accepted from God sufferings and sacrifices to save souls from going to hell. Now, you have some type of suffering or cross. Usually we complain, we try to get rid of it. That, that's human nature. You suffer, you want to get rid of it as soon as possible. Okay? And you usually throw a, pit, a pity party. You, know? you got a headache, you got a stomach. Everyone in California knows about it. Okay? You're complaining, I got a stomach ache. Call the doctor, give me some aspirin. Uh, that's the way we are. Everyone in the world knows about it. Well, not in the case with this little girl. Because she wanted to, she wanted to work to save souls. Did you know that your soul is worth more than the whole created universe? Thomas Aquinas. Your soul is worth more than the whole created universe. What is the greatest love we can have for any person? Help that person to get to heaven. Nothing greater. You're going to be confirmed. You should want to get to heaven and try to bring as many people to heaven as possible. Let me tell you a private prayer I have. I've been a priest for many, many years. I was probably ordained when your parents were being born, back in the mid-80s. No, I say Mass every day. You know what you say? Lord, I pray that through this Mass... A million souls will be saved. Jesse, is that a good prayer? What do you think? Hannah, what do you think? You know what I hear? I hear that God speaks to me. Because God speaks. God speaks in your heart if you're really quiet. God speaks to your heart. Listen. You have to learn how to listen. You know what I hear, Jessica? Father Broom. Why are you asking for so little? Ask for more. Ask for more. Ask for more. Ask for the sky is the limits. Sorry, Lord. Because one mass is wor- one mass is worth more than the whole created universe. You guys understood that? Everyone you'd become a priest. You would be. Yeah. If you understood it. Even a little bit. Even a little bit. Yeah, a lot of good-looking babes out there, but who can go beyond Christ? Amen? (laughs) Who can go beyond Christ? Beauty of Christ. (laughs) 
Mass has infinite value, right, Carmen? Mass has infinite value. When Jesus said, ask and you receive, seek and you'll find, knock and the door will be open. Whoever asks, receives, whoever seeks, finds, whoever knocks, the door will be open. The graces we receive are limited to our lack of faith. If we had faith, we could move the mountains. Yeah? Ever see the movie Little Boy? Little Boy's ever moved the mountains, huh? Our faith is limited by our lack of... The, the miracles are limited by our lack of faith. You know, the lives of the saints, they, they raise people from the dead like John Bosco. So if you really love God, you want to try to, you want to, try to bring as many souls to heaven as possible. Yes. So now that you're going to be God willing, confirmed, it's, you know, you're going to be confirmed in, in just a couple of months, you should already be thinking, how can I bring people to God? How can I bring people back to the church? That should be in your thought. What can I do to bring people back to Christ? And James says this, whoever brings a wandering soul back to God saves his soul and expiates a multitude of sins. I like that. Yeah. Like that? Whoever brings back a wandering soul saves his own soul and expiates a multitude of sins. You know what expiate means? I didn't think so, I'll tell you. Atone? Didn't know that? I'll tell you another word. Makes up for. That you understand. Right? It makes up for. It makes up for past sins. So that little girl, she is willing to to suffer a lot so that she could help to save souls from going into hell. So later on we're going to be we're going to be reading through all these sacrifices that this little girl offered. She never learned how to read and write. They start to read her life and I almost feel like I have to fall to my knees. She said, oh, this little girl, nine years old, I feel embarrassed. She's so holy. Loves God so much. That's why I think all children and confirmation students should get to know the message of Fatima. What do you think? Fatima is one of the best catechetical messages in the whole world. Most of you were brought up with the Lady of Guadalupe. I was brought up with the Lady of Fatima, the Lady of Grace. I didn't know about the Lady of Guadalupe. Brought up in an Anglo family, you know. But the Lady of Fatima, the Lady of Grace, oh, the same person, right? Just changes her, her dress, but it's the same person. Right, Grace? Okay, I thought you got to agree with me, yeah? Okay, so, and then uh, Francisco, right down next to him, he was, a, he was a little mystic. You know what that means? He was a little mystic. He would like to go by himself in, fr- in the church, in front of the Blessed Sacrament, spend many hours talking to Jesus. Many hours talking to Jesus. Trying to console Jesus. What would happen if you went, you were in the hospital for a couple of days and no one came to visit you? You're in the hospital a couple of days, no one comes to visit you. Only a nurse to put, you know, a needle in your in your vein. That's what the only person that comes to visit you. Good luck, huh? <laughs> I think it'd be sad. How many churches throughout the world? 
No one comes to visit Jesus. This church, people are pouring in because we preach, we promote it right and left, right? People are pouring in like an anthill, huh? Thanks be to God, no? But there are places, churches, where no one comes to visit Jesus the whole week except on Sunday. Isn't that sad? That's why he was aware of that. He'd go in the church, the doors be closed, he'd spend long hours just telling Jesus how much he loved him. Yeah. Long hours. And he never even did the spiritual exercises. He couldn't even read and write. But God gave him this grace to want to be with Jesus, talk to Jesus, love Jesus, console Jesus, comfort Jesus. Hopefully you're all going to do that. And he was once said, what are you, when are you going to be when you get older? He said, nothing. I'm going to die. I'm going to go to heaven. He said that. What are you going to be when you get older? I'm not going to get older. I'm going to die. I'm going to go to heaven. You ever hear anyone say that before? And he said, he wasn't joking around because the lady said he's gonna, she was going to take him and the sister to heaven and say, I, I don't want to be a, do, a doctor, a lawyer, or an architect, or even polish shoes. No. I want to die to be with that beautiful woman. Now, we should have that same desire. Not that you can die when you're 16. But we should have a great longing to go to heaven. And it's not important a long life, but a holy life. Amen? That's how Not important a long life, but a holy life. These children, Jacinta is going to die at 9, and Francis is going to die at 10. So right down, he was a little mystic. What that in there? A little mystic. It means he, he liked to spend time in prayer talking to Jesus. And the girl in the middle, her name is Lucia, uh, put down Immaculate Heart of Mary. There we have it, okay? She lived to be almost 100. Almost 100 years old to promote devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. All right, now, now we wrote down a paragraph. The next paragraph is um, it's it's a very powerful paragraph. But what I want you all to understand is this: is that okay? Hell exists. Okay, you hear me? Hell exists. And every one of you and your parents and your grandparents and your catechists and your, your other catechists, we could all, we could all go there. Okay. It's a horrendous thought. But every one of us could end up by going to hell. Every one of us, we could. could happen. Now, if you, if you meditate often, often on this, you're not going to go there. But all of us could go to hell. We could all go there. And it's not God's fault, it's our fault. How could we go there? If we abuse our freedom, we purposely abuse our freedom, we could lose our souls. Give me an example, okay? Okay, in uh, six years, you're you're already you're already uh, third year at the university. In the Cal State Long Beach, you're going USC, maybe going to who knows, maybe going to Harvard, one of those Ivy League schools on the East Coast. Okay, you're doing pretty well. You're doing pretty well, you're getting good grades. But when you're there, you're starting not to go to church on Sunday. And you know that's a mortal sin. And you, heard, you come here, you heard that at least a hundred times. 
Okay? And then you have a boyfriend. You did something wrong with your boyfriend. You know it. Not only that, but both of you got, both of you got, got drunk in a party. And you're driving, you're driving home, you're driving home, and your boyfriend is somewhat drunk. He swerves into a, he swerves into a, a semi, which is a big truck. Crash! Neither of you are prepared. You're both in mortal sin. You die. You're both in hell for all eternity. That could happen very easily in the modern world. Just a matter. Okay, you made out with your boyfriend. You got you got you got drunk on whiskey. You're driving home. You're both zunked. Okay. And you swerve right into right, right into a, a car. You're both going 50 miles per hour. Both the cars are accordions. You're dead meat. You don't have enough. You don't have enough time to repent. Did you? How can I can repent in a split second? Now, what I'm just I just told you is a really good meditation for you. I, I give these meditations when I'm giving some of my talks. You know, people like this. So having heard this, this is this will help you to avoid it. This will, this is good. This is good preventive medicine. Yes, Carmen. Um, is this a true story? Um, th- there there are there are stories like that. There are stories like that. But I I I created that. It's called fiction, but I've created that from reality. Okay. I mean, of all the people in the world, that's obviously has happened probably many times. You know, the the the, the college scene. Everyone is taking drugs and getting drunk. Everyone's sleeping around with every Tom, Dick, and Harry run. Yeah, that's happening night and day, and giving up church. How many Catholics go to church? When I was your age, it was 80%. Now 80% doesn't go to church. It's the exact opposite. And not going to church on Sunday is about the worst thing. It's ingratitude. Let me give you an example. Okay. Uh, you're, you're graduating from college, and I'm saving up for you. And I say, congratulations, you got your degree. You're an engineer. Okay? Congratulations. And I give you, I give you keys to a new car. And I say, the car is out in the driveway. After a year, I've saved up and I bought you a new car. You look at the car and it's a Toyota. And you take the keys and you throw it back in my face. I wanted a Mercedes Benz, Father. I wanted a Benz right off the right off the market there from jo- from Germany, from Germany. I wanted the Benz or a Cadillac. Why'd you buy me such a cheap car? What an insult! Would that be an insult? That'd be terrible. A Toyota is not a Cadillac. It's not a Mercedes-Benz. It's not a Maserati from Italy, huh? <laughs> Maserati worth a half a million bucks, huh? 
And the fact that I gave you that the keys and the car, you should be thankful. That's what people do when they don't go to Mass on Sunday. Yeah, it's even worse. That's even worse. Because in Mass on Sunday, Mass on Sunday, what is Jesus giving us? His body, his blood, his soul, his divinity. Every host is worth more than the whole universe. And there we are going out to brunch and going out to a park and catching a movie and we don't arrive at time for Mass because it's 9 o'clock. What an insult to God. What an insult to God missing Mass on Sunday. Now, you have to come because that's part of the program. But once you're, once you're confirmed, are you going to still come? That's the big question. Will, will, will the 35 of you come to church in four years from now? Uh, what do you think? When you're, maybe when you're 20, are you going to be going to church on Sunday? You're saying, I, yes, I will. Well, I can only say I hope so. I hope so. But it should be your intention. Because everything we're, ta- everything we're talking about, everything we're talking about, confirmation, the most, important, the most important part of confirmation is the Sunday Mass you go to. That's even more important than the class I'm giving you. But I think it's really good to think about hell. It really is. If you really think about hell, you're not going to go there. I'm working now, the spiritual lectures I'm working with, Lewis and Berlin, I'm working with 600 people. That's a lot of people. Yeah, English and Spanish. It's a lot of people. I'm going to be giving this, people to 600, this talk to 600 people. They won't be able to sleep that night, probably. They want their old seat or their teddy bear, probably, huh? It's kind of a scary topic. It's kind of a scary topic. But if you really think about it, we'll do all we possibly can to to avoid going there. Think about your biggest pain, your biggest suffering. Any of you play sports? None of you play sports. um, Years ago, I was playing tennis and I I fell on my ankle and I sprained my ankle. I was I was writhing in pain, and that really hurt. I didn't break it, but I was on crutches for a couple of days, and I had to get rid of the crutches. But that hurt. Remember, I was your age. I was playing baseball. I was playing baseball at Williamsport, which is the best camp in the, in, in the world. Playing Williamsport, and the only time in my life I was playing underneath the underneath the lights on AstroTurf. No. 55 years ago, yeah. But I did, didn't pay attention, and the shortstop threw a ball to me and hit me right here. It was embarrassing, but I had the laces inside my cheek for about two days. No? <laughs> I mean, that hurt. That, that hurt a lot. Huh? It hurt my pride, but it also hurt my, it hurt my, my cheek, too. Now, try to magnify something, something like that. Try to imagine, okay, your biggest pain you ever had in your life, magnify that, Magnify that a thousand times in forever. Got that? Magnify it a thousand times. A thousand times and forever. 
Like a thousand times worse. And not, not just for five minutes, but forever and ever and ever. How could you possibly meditate upon that and do all you possibly can to not to avoid hell? Now you, you teenagers, may, maybe you don't love God yet. Maybe you don't love God yet. I hope you do. I don't know. Maybe you don't love God. But if you have fear of the Lord, that's enough to get you into purgatory. Maybe for 500 years. Okay? But you're going to get out. So if you don't have love, you don't have you don't love God yet. I hope in the day of your confirmation in in, in, in a few weeks, you know, in, in May, it's not far away. I hope in May all of you will be able to say, you know, Father, I love God. I hope. I mean, I can't force you to love God. You know, I can't. I can't. I can't force. I can't force your your your, your father to kiss your mother. I mean, I can't do that. Good old OCL, no? Yeah, I kiss her. At least once a year, huh? I can't, I, mean, I can't force. You can't force love, okay? can't force Mariana to kiss Griselda, right? I mean, can't force him, right? No. It has to be a free response, right? I mean, I, I, I can't force you to love God. I can't force you to love God. I can't. I can't force you. We have a New York expression, you take the horse to water, but you can't force the horse to drink the water. You take the horse to water, if he's not through, you can't push his head in the water and force him to drink the water. It's not going to work. So you have to arrive at a point, you have to arrive at a point when you're going to be confirmed, I want to go to church and I want to pray because I love God. You hear me? And I, I, mean, I, can't, I can't force that. But you have to arrive at a point that I want to go to church not because I'm forced or I'm kicked in the duff. <laughs> I'm going to church because I love God. When I was your age, if you would have, you would have told me you have to go to, to Mass, you would have insulted me. You would have. When I was 15. You know why? Because I didn't have to force to go to Mass. I wanted to go to Mass. But for most people who are not, who are not developed in their spiritual life, we have to say, you have to go to Mass on Sunday. But you should arrive at a point where you want to go because God loves you and you want to love God back. If you read any classical literature, one of the greatest themes is love not corresponded to us. You've got a lover, and the other lover doesn't correspond. The heart is broken. The concept of the heartbreak. Yeah. Classical literature. Yeah. You love, and the person doesn't correspond. The heart is broken. Do you want to break the heart of God? I hope you don't. Yeah. you want to break his heart? I hope not. Don't break his heart, but love his heart. Amen? Don't break it. Love it. Don't break it, but love it. So let's uh, let's uh, let's go with Dante. Uh, I want to go. In, I want to visit hell with you right now. Okay. I want to visit hell with you. You ready? Buckle your seatbelts. Okay. Buckle those seatbelts now. Are you ready? We're going. 
It's not a joy ride, it's a hell ride, huh? Okay, let's go. So, the, the July 13th apparition of our lady three children, Lucia, Francisco, and Jacinta, the shocking and frightful apparition manifested the reality of hell. So, here we have Our Lady, Mary, right? She loves us, right? Why would Our Lady, who loves us so much, show these three little children hell? Why? I think it's a good question. If she's Our Lady and she loves... Why would she show these three little innocent kid, kids hell? Because she doesn't want them to go to hell. Why am I reading this? Why am I reading this to you? Because I don't want you to go to hell. That's the reason why. It's, it's called reverse psychology. It's called reverse psychology. So by going through this, it's going to help us. It's going to help us to keep out of hell. So Our Lady purposely desired the children, as well as us, to reflect seriously on the reality of hell. You might try to do this maybe this week, at least for five minutes. Try to imagine that you're in hell for five minutes, okay? Try to imagine it. Even, okay, three or four minutes. No, no, you're not going to do it now because we don't have time, but maybe we should do it, no? If you, if you really imagine that, that you're in hell now, that's going to help you to keep out of there. So what do you, so what do you have there? you got fire, right? Right? You got smoke. What? Not the devil, the devils. Plural. Right? You got many devils. What are the, you got the souls there, the damn souls, right? They're floating around. Like, you ever see a helium balloon like a balloon? You ever get a balloon? Being blown, blown by the winds, okay? So the souls are, some of them are transparent, others are bronze, others are brown, others are black, others are pitch black. And they're floating around. So, try, okay, try to, try to use your senses. Let's use our senses. So, with the eyes, we can see the fire, right? We see the smoke. Okay, with your, with your ears, what can you hear? The crackling of the flames, but what else? Okay, the cries of despair, right? They're shrieking, okay? Okay, what are you going to smell? Do you know what sulfur is, any of you? Sulfur? Okay, rot, you, know, you know what rotten eggs are? Okay. Sulfur smells like rotten eggs. Okay. What are you going to taste? Bitterness, right? What are you going to touch? The flames. So you try to imagine that there you're present there in hell. It's a very powerful meditation, but this will keep us out of hell. It will. And some of your friends are maybe they're arrogant, they're proud, they're puffed up. Maybe talk to them a little bit about hell. Maybe that'll move them from their arrogance, their pride, their self-reliance, their autosufficiency. Maybe this will move them out of that state to keep them out of that fiery pit. All right, then it says, okay, here we have it, the blazing fire. The torment and tortured souls. 
the loud cries of utter despair, and the ugly animals, who are they? Those are the devils. Okay, They look like ugly animals. The ugly animals, transpiercing the damned souls, cause the children to almost faint. Later on, they admitted that if it were not for the presence of Our Lady Fatima with them during the vision, they might have died of fear. But she was, Our Lady was the one that wanted them to see it. You think a loving mother? Yes! Allowing them to see this graphic vision. Because she loves us, she wants us not to go there. We're not going to go there. Right? We're going to go to heaven. But we have to recognize that this is a stark, cruel reality of those people who die in mortal sin. Okay, despite the terror that the vision caused due to the vision, these three children underwent a radical change of life. Their passion for God and the desire for a lady had no limits. Their prayers were fervent and constant. The thought of hell motivated them to never flag or weary of praying not only the rosary, but many rosaries. Our Lady stated clearly that most souls go to hell because the sins commit against the Sixth and Ninth Commandments. The many sins that are committed against the, the virtue of purity. That's what she said. That's why we're making this consecration on March 19th. So that we can avoid falling into sins and purity so we don't fall into hell. Yes. Yeah, when you're young, now's the time to pray for the grace to live the virtue of purity. Now's the time. Not to wait time you're 50 you've been a slave of your passion for 30 years. Now's the time. They have a certain advantage, don't they? The fact that they're 15, they're here in this class, they're going to make this consecration, they're going to get a ring, a beautiful ring you're going to be wearing. Uh, this is a, a great opportunity to save them from falling into this vice and this slavery. So purity, is, there's two things. Two things. You've got to you've got to beg for the grace, but you got to will it, right? There's two things. You have to beg for the grace, but you have to will it. See, there's something very beautiful. Okay, so you, you girls get married, okay? You get married. Okay, you're 24, 25. You got the ring. Okay, I had no relations with anyone. Here's the ring. On your honeymoon, the first time you had relations with your husband. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? That's what we want. That's what we want with you girls. Okay? The boys too. You married 25? Okay. Your boyfriend a couple of years? No relations. No. They are married. Here's my ring. I'm a virgin. Yeah. Don't we want that for them? Amen. See, see that? See that? They, even though maybe a lot of your friends they've already they've had their adventures. Who cares? You're not going to follow them. Yes. That is what keeps your marriage together. Yes. That it makes a very powerful marriage. Yes. When you go virgin, especially the woman, 
Yeah. You girls, you can do it. You can do it. With God's grace. But you know, if, if you if you don't want to do it, you're gonna you're, you're gonna give in, and possibly you'll have an abortion. Right? The sad thing is, is that you have sex, you get pregnant, you're embarrassed in the school. You can you can have an abortion without your parents even knowing about it. Did you know that? You get pregnant, you can have an abortion, and your parents don't even know. That's the that's the the law of California. But if you have a headache, you have to pray, call your parents to get an aspirin. Now, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let the bomb drop now. This is a good class. These, these kids are intelligent. Hold off on having boyfriends and girlfriends until you got your education. You hear me? You hear me? I'll repeat. Hold, hold off. In Spanish, it's called noviazgo. If you speak better Spanish, okay? Hold off. Hold off and hold off until you got your 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 your, your education. Now, probably all of probably all of your girlfriends, they've already had two or three boyfriends. Who cares? Let them. Let them. Let them. And if they come and they talk with you, they're going to tell you all the problems that they have. They're going to unload to you all the problems that they have. You don't have a boyfriend, you don't have a problem. Right? Yeah, they probably unload you, and they tell you this problem, that problem, and he, now he's, he's off with another girl, and this and that, dump, dumping their trash on you, you know? Yeah, they're dumping their trash on you, and you want to run away, right? Isn't it good that you don't have that problem? Right? Isn't it good that they don't have that problem? Hmm? Yeah, they dump all their problems on you, and, you, and maybe you told them, hey, look, you're only 14, you shouldn't have a boyfriend anyway. I told you. And look what's happened now. He's using you. Now he's got another girlfriend, sort of smooching the other boyfriend behind the, behind the barn the other day. And she's crying. Her heart is broken. The thought that this was her, the love of her life. Now she's heartbroken. No? She's starting to cut herself, thinking about committing suicide. Cutting herself, it happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. She has homework. She's thinking about all these things. Now, really, many of your parents, most of your parents came from Mexico and uh, maybe it was really difficult for them because of the culture, because of, because of the language, and because of all that, that's understandable. Like your parents, most of your parents do not have a college degree. And it's not their fault. Every one of you could get a college degree, right? Right, Belinda? Every one of you could get a college degree. And if I were your father, <laughs> your biological father, I'd be... On top of you, you're going to go to college, you're going to get a college degree, try to get a master's, maybe get a PhD. I'd be on top of you. Of course, you're going to church, too. Okay? I'd be on top. How are you doing with your school? Okay, Get in that college, get good grades. What are you going to do afterward? Okay, pray. If you feel you're called to get married, pray that God will place the right person in your path. Right? Now, I tell you, from experience... If you get a college degree, 
you've got money in the bank, you can buy your own house, it's going to be much easier than if you don't have that. I know, I, I know almost all of your parents, and I, I mean, I, I love them, but I say, man, they're, they're killing themselves. They're working in factories. Their back is bothering them already. There's manual work. They've got disability because of the manual labor that they're doing. But all, all of them, all of them could get a college degree. Don't you think, Belinda? All of you can get a college degree. And once you're, okay, once you're applying for college, come with your mom and dad to talk with me, okay? Come. I'll sit down. I'll talk with you. I'll talk with you. I'll give you good advice. Because I was born here. I have a college degree. I know education. Uh, my father built a school. My brother built a school, so I know a lot about education. And as a priest, I'm a teacher. I can give you some really good, I can give them really good advice on where they should be going. Going away to college? I don't know about that. And maybe go to Cerritos or Cyprus or Golden West. Maybe go to a JC College for a couple of years. Okay, you got half of the credits done. Well, then you go to maybe Cal State Long Beach, Cal State Fullerton. Maybe you could go to UCLA, USC. You're living at home. You're living at home. Because you're living on campus, all hell breaks loose. Right? You see, her, her, her nieces, they went to college far away. They came back believing in nothing. They went to Catholic school all their life. Yeah. You know what atheist means, any of you? No, atheist means they don't believe. All of her nieces, they, were, they went to college. They're, they're professionals now, but they don't believe in God. They have a doctorate. They have a doctorate, a PhD. You ever know what a doctorate is? Doctorate is this. You finish? Four years BA, two years MB, another two to three years doctor. That's nine or ten years after high school. So they get a head as big as a watermelon, okay? Watermelon head, huh? Or pumpkin head, huh? But they don't believe in God. They're going to have a big head to burn in, have, burn in hell forever. And I hope not. I hope that they're converted, right? So, hey, okay, have a lot of friends. Your boyfriend, you're only a 14 or 15? No, hold off. Get your college degree, $10,000 in the back, then look for Romeo and Juliet, okay? College degree, $10,000 in the bank, okay? Then after that, go look for Miss, Mr. Wonderful or Miss Wonderful. Yeah. They ask for a $10,000 ring. They don't ask for a $4,000 ring for a $300. No, they want Did you hear that? A $10,000 ring. I was thinking, I'm not called to marry love. I, you know what I would do? I would go to 99 cents to buy one of those rings, huh? What do you think, Jessica? <laughs> 99, no, maybe 98 cents, okay? Because that's a 98 cents place too, right? Don't, you know, don't, wor don't worry about, you, you're going to get married, don't worry about the money. I tell people, if you don't have money, I'll marry you for free. Okay? 
Now take you to Pollo Loco afterward, okay? Yeah? <laughs> yeah, Pollo Loco? And I went there to Pollo Loco, I went to Pollo Loco with two friends, 18 bucks. How about that? <laughs> think about that. Pollo Loco, three people, 18 bucks. What do you think? Pretty good, huh? A Pollo Bowl. A nice, uh, yeah. A tostada, no? Nice Coca-Cola with a lot of ice in it. No? Oh, man, I've been going to town now. Man, that was that great Pollo Loco ball. <laughs> so, uh, we, we, I really believe that they're not going to go to hell. Do you want to go to hell, any of you? No. None of you are going to go to hell, but we have to recognize it exists. And sins of impurity, you know, living with your boyfriend, premarital sex, pornography, all those adultery, incest, prostitution, all those things. So those are sins. They're very common out there. They are. Most people, they start to live together, right? Probably, probably most of you know, maybe your mom and dad are not married in the church yet. Most of them are. I know your parents. But many, they start to live together. Don't even think about that. Oh, I want to go to Las Vegas and get married there. No, get married in the church. And there's a great church in Southern California. It's a great church. It's called St. Peter Chanel. Amen? What do you think? Huh? This is the place to be. There are two famous places in Hawaiian Gardens. The Casino and St. Peter Chanel. Amen? Isn't that true? I work with children that are in special needs. Yep. Cerritos School. Yep. And a lot of problems there, probably. A lot of problems, yeah. For some reason, they have a lot of children with special needs. Yeah. The majority of their parents live together, and they're not married. Yeah. So make sure, yeah. Do things the way God. Yeah. And if they're special, even if their parents are married, well, it's a blessing. Great. So we're going to follow up on this next week. Now, this is a good class, right? Even though kind of tough medicine, but we're not going to go to hell, right? We're all going to go to heaven. We know what we have to avoid, though, right? Yes? What happens if you have feelings for someone? If you have what? If you have feelings for someone. Well, it's good. Well, especially if it's a girl, no? Okay. But you have to wait until the right time. There's a right time, a right place for everything, okay? Put it on the back burner until you got your degree. Yeah. Okay, listen, listen. Go ahead. It, it, it's a good. I have two boys, and they have feelings for someone. So what I do as a mom is I go. They have a friend, a girl that is a friend. That my boys are always with me. Well, not right now, but they're home. They're always with me. They never go out alone. I'm always around them. And whenever they want to see a friend, or I'm there. 